We used to do everything together. God, I miss him. Oh, no. It'll be all right. I still can't believe it. It was just so sudden. He seemed fine 10 days ago, didn't he, Mama? It just got worse real fast. First, he had these real bad stomach aches, and then his liver stopped working. Where's your mama? She's just lost. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening uh, to Television Movie Night. Here in the last week of January, 2021. I have to say that out loud just to remind myself what, where I am in time. Because I've the just time been, has changed. I've been skipping through it like a like a man. Just com- I sometimes I'm in like the 70s and then I shoot forward to like the the 2300s and then back to present day. Whatever that is, it's just I, I've lost touch. It's everything is just shimmering. Yeah, you're you're Billy Pilgrim. You have become unstuck in time. That's right. Everything everything happens all at once at the exact same moment in my life, and I'm just seeing it. I I'm sitting on Mars. I'm sitting. I'm making a, <laughs> I'm making a glass cathedral on like Mars a clock right now. or something. Um, yeah, Andrew, I like the idea of me like moving through my own life mm-hmm. uh, through time and being like. Oh, I'm alone watching Mystery Mystery Science Theater 3000. I must be um, anywhere between the ages of six and 34. <laughs> you're just you're like, it's a it's a widespread. It, it could I'm, be. I'm not sure. <laughs> I can only I look outside and I'm trying to 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 pinpoint it based on the cars I'm seeing on the street. Yeah, like, and even then, I'm like, mm, I don't I don't know. No. I'm in a spaceship in the future, and still, like, the only field of view that I have is Crow <laughs> and Tom. You're like, well, this, it doesn't, it doesn't sound, this, this is a Mike episode. I think it's, I don't, and I don't think Trace is there, so it's at least after, like, 1997. Yeah, if that helps, <laughs> but also there aren't commercials. So clearly, so clearly I'm watching, like, either a DVD or a Netflix or a YouTube or I'm asleep, and my, or my eyes are closed, and Ega is just playing out in my mind. No, no. We the, the way we tell it is we look outside and we see what chain restaurants are open That's as it, yeah. as you're doing it. You're like, I see a soup plantation. I I'm I I think I've got <laughs> an idea. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> uh, Mark, we didn't record last week. No. Uh, National the, holiday. National holiday. That's why. Yeah, National because because we because support. Of, yes. MLK. Yes. Thank you. Oh. And if anybody was asking why we weren't recording, I have news for you. Shame on you. You're racist. Shame on you. You are racist. How dare you? Uh, yeah, despite the fact that it was a national holiday, I, I, it's, 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 it's a little, it's a little busy over here in the, in the bunker in the Krakowski bunker. Uh, well, you're scrubbing all of those, uh, pictures from your social media of you in the Capitol. I mean that, yes, that takes like, time. Oh God, it takes gotta time. Got to get rid of these. I, I, why did I geotag myself like inside the office of the Sergeant at arms? I don't know. I thought it was good at the time. You're, um, 
you're like frantically posting on message boards like it was all satire i it was deep cover <laughs> i i was joking i was joking the whole time it's the first amendment i i didn't actually it's this is all photoshop it's a hell of a deep fake of me in multiple people's pictures and videos screaming about how we're going to burn the place down. Again, this is, it's, it's just technology. It's technology folks. You can't, we can't prove anything anymore. <sighs> so how, how was, how was your week? How, how's your week going? Andrew. Yeah. Um, something very exciting has come into my life. Oh, a very special person has come into my life. Okay. Oh, and all right. All right. I'm, I'm ready to meet them. I might be, uh, it might be a little premature, but uh, oh. it's pretty serious. Okay. All right. Um, I bought a Luigi RC car for the Mario home circuit. Uh, yes. Mario Kart home circuit. And uh, it's pretty fantastic. For, for those who don't know, uh, there's this $100 toy that you can buy mm -hmm. that is a cart, a Mario cart. With mm -hmm. Luigi behind the wheel uh, with a camera on it. And you set up a course in your living room, in your studio, you know. Uh, <laughs> in your broom closet. Yeah. The gates are very close together, but that's okay. On your uh, on your bed that is also your desk, your, Chris, your, <laughs> your dinner table, and your breakfast nook. And your yeah. office. And, and your uh, dresser. And sometimes, sometimes your bed. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yes, it's a little time. It's actually, it's, it's, it's neat. I, I've seen videos of it, but you basically operate the RC car with your switch. Yes. Which is using, uh, AR, uh, augmented artificial reality. augmented reality to like display a course. Yes. Inside your apartment inside or wherever the home. cart is. Yeah. Yes. So you run it, you're running a race. And you're like, oh, there's my there's my record player. Uh, oh, there's there's that damn bird that flew in two weeks ago, and I <laughs> and never got around to shooing them and out. And then and then his family's there as well, and, and then he invited there. over some rowdies, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, and you're and like you're you'll look up and see the cart, and then like the cart will run into a banana peel or something, and it'll stop. The and physical cart will. The cart will physically stop. But there's, but there's like animations on your switch that are also laid on top yes. of it. Of it, like, yes. you know, then it'll hit a speed boost, and the cart will physically go faster because of that. Yes, it's yes. crazy. It's yeah. crazy, and it's a lot of fun. But the uh, the one downside is that I want to show people what it's like and make recordings of my course and all of that stuff. But when you have a camera that is two inches off the ground, every bit of dust and dirt <laughs> looks like it's six feet tall. <laughs> and all the light is in my apartment is coming in from this one window. So like walls will just be blown out. Yeah. So I have to get like, I have to like light my apartment and put ND on the windows if I want this to look good. And I'm like, well, now it's just work. <laughs> now it's just shit that annoys me at my job. Yeah, like, oh, when you, you just put a bounce card there and then under, put, well, why don't you put like a like a headlight on the dumb thing? Yes, it drives me crazy. Just but, put, uh, put a get one of those worm lights that you get when you like read in bed and then just attach it to the top of that attach thing. Attach that to the cart. Yeah, and then just a try. have that be it. Well, it's uh, the walls that all, you know, everything else needs to look good. So I'm like, all right, I have to get like, 
I would get some like foot lamps that I can blast the wall with just, and like just paint of... everything green. Oh, then and key then it just, all out. It's in a Johnny Rockets 24 hours. A yeah, day. exactly. <laughs> uh, then go and shoot your own like backplate that matches the course specifically because each turn like, oh, yeah. the, the background's gonna have to shift with the cart. Yeah. So shoot it once know the, the and then replicate it with your car shooting mm-hmm. b-roll backplate then paint the floor and the walls green key it all out light it because again the light's going <laughs> to shift as it moves it's around change, yeah and then there you go it's that and easy it's easy and and then at a, at a certain point i was like i could just play mario kart <laughs> No, no. <laughs> you, you need people to see your cool toys. I need to have fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. fun. And people Thank need you. to respect and watch me have fun, but not judge me for doing it. But also, I don't want anybody to come over and actually see it. So it has to be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been going all in on the switch, according to text that I've read. Yeah. Tomes that I've seen. <laughs> uh, sources say can't be part of the story uh yeah because you got the the home tour thing which i i i looked at uh and priced out and i was like i just don't know if i have the space for it it seems neat uh but then you were also playing regular uh mario kart as well yeah uh and then before that was uh mario mario and rabbits mario rabbits but also um the uh the fit game that you had been oh a ring ring fit adventure yes yeah how's that going pretty good Andrew, you haven't noticed. Oh, I didn't want to say anything. I wanted you, I wanted you to bring it up. I'm wearing a shirt that displays my weight on it. So that's that's how I'm going. Oh, it says 419 for those who can't tell. <sighs> What's my weight? Two and a half. Two and a half what? Well, that's how many times it spins around. Oh, it says one at a time, please. Uh, oh no see i went i went for a run today because it was raining which means yeah. there was gonna be less people at the park that's right because right. i and i was like i'm not going to work over the weekends instead i'll run and then work and no one will know that i'm crying because i wear the mask over my face and it's raining how's the ring fit adventure going because you tried it that one time you came over here about a year ago and you threw up yeah Yeah, that was a mess uh is it any better (laughs) it's getting better yes yeah i i i'm having to take my fitness seriously andrew that's that's right ring you you, what do you use the male voice or the female voice because that's new i use the female voice because i respond better to criticism from women (laughs) if a if a male thing was like work harder i'd be like go fuck yourself and then i'd like throw the thing out the window and walk away uh, how far along are you for those? I, I don't, I don't want to bore people at home, but this is actually a really cool, uh, bit of technology that it comes with a, a little flex ring and you use the controllers in the, in the switch to basically track your movements on the ring and on your body. You have a, a strap that you put on your leg. Yeah. And it's above my ankle. The one that's on my ankle. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one when sweat gets in that one, the police tend <laughs> to get a bit upset. Different problems. Uh, you put it on your thigh, and it basically tracks the orientation of your body. So if it asks you to do a plank, it knows how you're balancing based on the. the it's actually a bit of really cool technology, and like 
You don't but, necessarily you know, think you would get a burn or a workout out of it, but like 15 no, minutes is, in, you you're huffing and puffing. Yeah. But, well, we, I, there's a thing that I want to say just in general. Yes. I am not. Uh, Mark Gonzalez is not a gamer boy. And <laughs> he does not say see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he is, however, a skater boy. Uh, I'm, Mark Gonzalez is not a gamer boy. However, Nint- the thing that Nintendo does despite what Sega might tell you, is they seem to be really good at making games for people that are not gamers. Yes, entry level, they slip in underneath the radar of like, oh, that's a bunch of video game horse shit. I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. But but instead, they come in at a different angle and they're like, it's exercise. You hold the dumb ring. Yeah, here's a creative thing. You can build a course in your room uh, as opposed to being like, this is the most advanced and realistic racing game you've ever seen. I, I'm like, I don't want that. And I don't want, I don't want a realistic game. I don't want realistic uh, racing game. And I mm-hmm. don't want like to be in World War II in the shit. Like I want Mario to have a vacuum cleaner that he's using to kill yeah, uh, rabbits with. Oh, or, and, or yes, rabbits. Yeah, you want Luigi on a, yeah. on a hill uh, 50 miles away with just an absolute stone cold stare as he just snipes, yeah, just, just headshot, a cartoon boom, rabbit headshot. <laughs> That's what I want. Boom. I don't want to feel like, I don't want to be like, oh man, I'm in the shit in Vietnam. This is great. So uh, you're saying that Nintendo got to you though, because especially on something like Ring Fit Adventure, instead of it being like, this is calisthenics, it's like Zumba, it's like this. Yeah. They put a big fuck off huge dragon that's built like a brick shit house. That's like, <laughs> I have muscles and I'm better than you. Fuck you. And like, yeah. that's the entire, that's the, it's the story the most, mode. It's the most relatable antagonist <laughs> I've ever seen is some guy coming up to me and being like, you're weak and fat and I hate you. You're a piece and I'm of like, shit you make me sick and you're like got it all uh, right i need to stop this man i guess i have to run run in bad. place for the next 60 hours uh yeah so i i like <laughs> andrew the only thing that would make it more realistic would be if he wanted me to like move a camera <laughs> <laughs> or was asking me why a scene looks like shit then i would be like oh i know this guy oh it's, oh. My, good, it's my good buddy the the ep <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he does he does squats as he's telling you that your job you're bad at your job and that, that he doesn't know why you hired you again. Be here. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck. Hopefully, you keep up as with he it. Swears to look take a closer look at the call sheet next time. <laughs> he's not gonna. I know he's not gonna. <laughs> See your name on a call sheet. I'm getting you, rid of you. You've and said like, that. Sure. The, you've said that the past three shows. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck. Uh, stay with it. I uh, I went through the first because you can go through it multiple times. But like uh, the, the bummer is that once you get through it, it'll say like, do it again. And you're like, I guess I can. But um, it doesn't nothing. You don't. I wish there was like you get more moves. You get this. You get that. Like once you get all the moves, you get all the moves. Well, yeah, it's a shame that like of all the things that like, I mean, obviously, it's probably just not profitable. Like at a certain point, you would want. Nintendo to just pump out DLC, right? Well, well, they they did add a dance mode uh, a handful of months ago. That's new. That was new, uh, and the sh- and the the game did extremely well. So I have to assume that there's a second one somewhere in the works because yeah. it's like once you got it, you might as well just release another one because you don't really have to do much to it. But 
I don't know. I'm not a net, I'm not a video game uh, executive. You're not a gamer boy. I'm not. I do. I but I I, I say I, see you later, boys. See you consistently. Later. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that nerd shit. On to the cool <laughs> shit. Yeah. Television movies, baby. Here in the month of January uh, 2021, we've been looking back at movies that were released 30 years ago uh, to movies released in 1991. At the start of the Trump presidency. That's right. When we were all so young and naive and fresh-faced, now as old crones, we can look back and say, man, they made movies differently at the, the start of time. Yeah. Uh, in previous weeks, we watched uh, I don't even all know sorts of stuff. Just Frankenstein. Go find it yourself. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, the, I'm not. Her lethal charms. Yes. Yes. All sorts of stuff. This week, however, to finish off the month, we have watched a movie entitled "Wife, Mother, Murderer," and we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call "Well, What Do You Know." Mark, wife, mother, murderer, based on the ripped from the headlines, true story, uh, premiered on November 10th, 1991 on ABC. Yep. Abka. Abka. That's Uh, how it's pronounced. I. No, that's CBS. Uh, America's channel. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Home home of Raw. Home of the Whopper. Uh, (laughs) Starring this starred uh who's the boss is Judith Light. Judith Light. I'm, and I'm a fan. Mashes uh, David Ogden Styers. Yes. Major Winchester. For those uh, who are keeping score at home. He plays Cogsworth in uh in the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Really? I did not know that. Jerry Orbach is the candle. Jerry Orbach's Lumiere, yeah, I Lumiere. knew that. Yeah. And David Ogden Sires is Cogsworth. Cogsworth. He also is uh, in Lilo and Stitch. He plays like the Russian sounding alien in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, sounds right. This is directed by Mel Damsky. I don't give a Mel Damsky what you think. You're going to watch this movie. That's what they tell. That's when I screw up at work. That's what they say. They're like, God damn ski. God damn ski, Andrew. And then they start doing squats in front of you. And I'm like, why are you wearing just like a unitard? I don't don't, know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I yes, you have very well defined calves. I wish I could do half the amount of squats you're doing right now. And they're, I'm sitting on their shoulders as they're browbeating yeah. me. As they're just <laughs> Damsky. Just these Russian twists. <laughs> uh, Mel Damsky, uh, television director du jour, directed shows such as Psych, Picket Fences, Charmed. Oh. The original charm, to be clear. Uh, and also a uh, movie starring John Cena entitled Legendary. Andrew, yes, I tell this story a hundred times. Um, I was I had a job a while back. Uh, where <laughs> really <laughs> is this a fictional story? Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right. It's good, all right. It's good to laugh. Right. We're just having fun. Had a job a while back, and um, my job was to press play on the CW promos during a live event, and 
press stop when the when the promos were over. Yes, mm-hmm. that was my entire job. Yeah. And they were really pushing the return of Charmed. And they were like, and it, it drove me insane because I had to watch it like 50 times. And it was like, Charmed. And then the tagline would come up and it would be like, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I was, or something, it was something equally inane and vague. And I was like, the tagline is, duh, we're back, which is, we're back, which is, is the tagline. God damn you people. Witches get stitches. Yes. Yeah, something to that effect. You ain't seen nothing yet. Is it just like a, is there a BTO song playing? It was, yes, it was Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> They're big, big into the occult, if I remember yeah. correctly. This was written by David Iyer Jr., who has only written a handful of uh, what looked like made-for-TV movies, uh, most specifically something called, entitled Roots, colon, The Gift, which appears to be some kind of sequel to the original Roots series. Yeah. That did not have a majority of the cast members in it. And then a movie entitled Pastime, which is about baseball in the 50s. If it's called Pastime, it should be about someone who travels through time to play baseball. Pastime sounds like the original title of Field of Dreams, is what I'm saying. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. It's called pastime. Uh, we'll figure, I don't know. Put, no, put but they think it's, they thought it was really clever. They're like, get it? Because it's the past. Time. time. And it's like a, the American, American pastime. You get it? Let me, I'm, I have, I can see on your face you're not sold yet. Let me, let me get like a, po- I have a, I have a poster mock up yeah. here. And it's, it's Kevin Costner I'm, being like, it's I'm Kevin, it's Kevin, Kevin Costner looking at his watch like Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah, as he steps out of a DeLorean. <laughs> Mark, before we get into this, what did you think wife, mother, murderer was going to be about? Other than what it just told you that there's going to be a wife, a mother, and a murderer, perhaps the same person? It doesn't say. I was hoping there would be three different people. Um, and <laughs> like you had but- to figure the butcher, out the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, at the end, you had to submit a scorecard because they would say <laughs> the wife only tells lies, but the murderer only tells only the truth. Tells the truth. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, there was like a work booklet that came with it. It was very similar to uh, the yeah, day you draw, after. You draw a grid and you're just like, all right, so wife, mother, murderer, wife, mother. The, the wife doesn't wear brown shoes. So you're like, okay, so that <laughs> okay, must so mean murder, murder and murder must. <laughs> no, I've got I've got a boat. With a, that'll only carry two people. <laughs> How do I get the wife, the mother? The, and the see, murderer the murderer is going to kill. The murderer will kill the wife, but will not kill the mother. <laughs> yes, but the mother does not like the wife because Ever. she thinks that they're sleeping around on each other. So yeah. you can't keep them separate. Uh, all right. Well, it, it ripped from the headlines. Always exciting to see from 1991. Let's jump right in. Act one. We get a title card right off the bat that lets us know that tonight's movie is based on court and police interviews about one Marie Hilly. Yes. Marie Hilly. Hilly. We then cut to Aniston, Alabama, and a doctor's office specifically as we're introduced to Frank and Marie. Isn't this the name of the characters? Isn't this uh, Ray Romano's uh, mother and father on Everybody Loves Raymond? Sure. 
I believe it is actually Frank and Marie. Yes, it is. Uh, Frank is sick. He's not feeling great. Uh, but his doctor says, I don't know, have him drink some water. Yeah, get K- over it. Kaopectate. It's like, we all got shit to deal with. Come on. <laughs> what, what are you asking me for? Wait, what? You look at, it's, it's 1975. What do you want from me? There's a gas crisis. Stop smoking. Um, <laughs> or smoke more. I, I, don't, I know, don't know, actually. More doctors go with Lotar Winston's. Try that. <laughs> I'll tell you, they taste good like a cigarette should. Uh, yes. Marie, meanwhile, is talking about how she prefers her shorter son over her very (laughs) tall son. Yes. Uh, she says to the doctor, yes. Uh, yeah, I'll make sure he gets better. Don't you worry, doc. Wink. (laughs) Wink. Doctor winks back at him, but back at her. He doesn't know why they're winking though. He just thinks they're having fun outside. Marie meets up with her daughter, Carol, and runs her down for acting like a tomboy. Well, her daughter is a young, is a teenager. Yes. Uh, she wears like, I mean, she's dressed like a tomboy. She's, she's wearing overalls. She's, 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 you know, she's, she's, she's doing tomboy stuff. And her yeah. mother's like, oh, look at my ugly son. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. oh, uh, you'll leave oh, us. Mom. You'll just, oh. Oh, mom, I'll I'll never have to talk to a therapist about this in 20 years. At dinner, Frank can barely eat, uh, but his daughter, Carol's like, you got to eat something. So he like shovels it down. He's like, I did it. It's delicious. I love it. Just, Just slurry right out of his mouth. But then later on in the night has a freak out and runs out into the into the front yard. He's like, he's seeing stuff. He's seeing ghosts. It's like, a, it's like a ghost story now. Like I see my wife and my mother. <laughs> the one lives across the street from me. I don't know why. Uh, he has a freak out in the middle of the night. Marie and the family wrangle him. And Marie like busts out a syringe and gives him a shot of something. Uh, adrenaline, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's right into the heart. Yes, he's like, just right into the heart. He puts Pops that green. Up green ball in Marie's mouth and <laughs> smashes it. Yeah. Uh, later, however, we cut to Marie. That's uh, later. We cut to Marie seductively putting on a black dress. Cause guess what folks, Frank, he gone. He's he, dead. He's and fucking she dead. Wow. She is like, I'm looking good at the funeral. Look at me. I can't have it all. I can kill my husband <laughs> and have a relationship. Uh, Carol's pretty broken up about her father's death, but you'll get over it. You're She'll, a kid. You're you'll a get kid, but you'll, else. Whatever. You'll watch your like, Dallas. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, now I'm into my little pony. Like yeah. <laughs> I was I was into the, the life of my father. Now I'm into ponies. <laughs> Uh, they go to the funeral, but Carol's broken up later. Marie is driving home. This, uh, to be clear, this movie kind of jumps around in its time and doesn't, especially in the first act, doesn't really help you out knowing where we are in time. Other than maybe the, like, these are moments after the previous scene we just saw. I, I had to text Andrew and be like, I think this was, this movie was missing scenes because we just (laughs) jumped and there's going to be a really huge, weird jump coming up. I was like, did they forget to press record on the VCR on this cut that I'm watching? 
but it's like no we just had a lot of story to get through and it doesn't get interesting until this third act they're just, anyway they're just peeling off backstory right now marie goes back to her old house with carol in the car and says this is where i grew up and carol says yes you tell me this all the time and now you're going to show me all the rich houses on the other side of the hill and say yeah we're going to move there well i want to see the proof of the pudding mom big side of town that's right so for her uh for marie. Her troubles, <laughs> You and I were partners. <laughs> 74 Chevelle driving, high flying, Mar- stealing, Carol? wheeling, dealing. Carol, you bet I know where. When I killed my husband last night. Is she saying she bet on killing her husband last night? <laughs> it's me, Carol. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, bitch, it's my wife and mother. I fooled him. Even my immediate family bought it. All right, moving on. Uh, Carol gets a slap in the face for her troubles because of this, because Marie's like, yes, I am very sexy and cool, and I do a lot of fun things, and and don't you forget it, lady. Marie, Marie then goes to the rich side of town, goes to that big side of town, uh, and brags to... uh, Carol that she's a great administrative assistant and that everyone wanted her services. She just was getting jobs left and right. And I'm just like, take it outside lady. I don't need to hear about how you just getting jobs left and right. All right. Andrew, at this point where you like, I might as well be watching the Lord of the Rings. Like we're in a fantasy land. (laughs) Getting jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Being desirable. Like, no, no, I don't believe, I don't believe that for (laughs) Yes. Then, and Gandalf shows up and he's sure, saying, yeah, he's oh, like, you keep your, your secrets, died, Gandalf. comes back. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Now he's in white clothes. She says, we then go see, we see her interview with a big fat Southern guy. And she is uh, very seductive in this interview to the point where this guy's like, would you like a highball? <laughs> Andrew, I've tried this a hundred times. <laughs> Never landed me a gig. Crossing and uncrossing your legs throughout the yeah. the course of the interview. Mentioning that touching I'm touching your neck, pulling down. My last uh, my last sexual partner died of mysterious circumstances. <laughs> and that still didn't get you the job. Never gets me the job. No, oh, you're just. I get maybe you're not doing it right. I what you know? It's a it's it's a buyer. It's a it's. The, the bosses have all the all the choice now. Yeah, it's a seller's market. They're yeah, the ones in charge. Especially, you know, especially in the uh, the Lyft drivers market, which is where I'm trying to get jobs. Somehow, they're like, "You are not allowed to download our application, sir." Marie comes home late uh, directly after this uh, with her big fat Southern guy uh, in the driver's seat. They share a smooch mm-hmm. while uh, Carol's stuck at home fretting over Grandma, who appears to be sick. Oh, by the way, there's a Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that. Yes, back. But also, back, the movie doesn't explain. Yeah, it very we well. see, we see her very briefly, but Grandma lives with them. <laughs> Phone calls start coming into the house with uh, Carol answering them, and on the other end of the line is just somebody breathing hard. Does this, uh, does this remind you of a regular Saturday night at your house, there, Mark? Uh, except that I pick up. Yes, because it's usually me waiting for you, Andrew, <laughs> to say we're recording. <laughs> And then I pick up and you're like, 
Wait, go to your computer. Turn it, turn it on. Turn your computer on. Do you like TV movies? Not really, but I guess. I, I don't know. I've watched a lot of them. <laughs> Marie gets the police involved and they set you up a tap. You ever seen TNT's Rough Riders? <laughs> you, you have any thoughts on the Pirates of Silicon Valley? <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall is a national treasure. Yeah, he's good. Marie gets the police involved to tap the phones at the house, but the cops don't really understand why someone would want to bother Marie and her daughter. It doesn't yeah. really make much sense. Later, and that's as far as the investigation really yeah, goes. Yeah, they're like, hey, we tap the phones, but it's weird that someone would want to bother you because you're just, you're like a weird lady and your daughter is, your daughter's just weird as well. You're weird shit. You weird shit during the day. <laughs> Yeah, and your your son there is kind of uninteresting, and she's like, "That's my daughter." And then a big laugh at the camera. <laughs> uh, later, Carol comes home one night and finds that her bed has been set on fire, uh, which is also weird. Also uh, weird, and this is this is when we start to get to the point where I'm like, "Are we missing stuff?" <laughs> like. Why do we cut from, hey, people are calling to my bed is on fire to well, grandma's sick again. <laughs> it's curious. I don't think these things are related, but whatever. Well, uh, now uh, Carol is definitely she is she is freaked out uh, because later, first of all, Marie is we see a scene Marie post coitus with uh, the big fat southern boss and mm-hmm. she asks about his wife and he's like i don't know she like paints and tends her garden what does she do she that's all she does bust my balls bust my fucking balls that's what she does and marie takes a big drag of a cigarette and she's like yeah that sounds nice <laughs> hmm. <laughs> later uh the house itself catches fire mm-hmm. and carol Manages to wake up in the middle of the night, pull grandma out of bed, and uh, everyone gets out of the house safely, but the house burns down. Uh, but the cops also earlier noted that all of the there's a bunch of expensive dresses in Marie's closet. So they're yeah. like, Yeah, shit's fucked here. I this is weird. This doesn't nothing, nothing about this rings true. At the bank, Marie goes because she's like, All right, the house burned down. So but I have insurance on that. But she's been floating bad checks. And the, the loan officer at the bank is confused how Frank, how Marie could go through Frank's life insurance policy of $30,000 so quickly in a year. Now, Mark, mm. we're going to play America's fastest growing quiz sensation. How much money in 1975 is $30,000 compared to today? Well, it's $30,000. I understand that per inflation. Let's move on. Oh, what is the value of what the is the value $30, of $30,000 in 1975? What would that be valued today as the equivalent with inflation with inflation? 2021 <sighs> gallon of milk was 25 mm-hmm. cents in 1972. New automobile was Buick's, Buick Skylark was Buick like Skylark was thir- with options 275 at most. Yeah. You can get as high as three on that, I guess. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to say she, in one year, she has gone through, in one year, in Texas, 
She has gone through the equivalent Alabama, of Alabama, Alabama, Harlan, Alabama. She has gone through the equivalent of $82,000. $82,000. In 1975, she would have gone through the equivalent of $145,000 in Good a single year. God. In, 19, wow. in 1975, $30,000 would be the equivalent of $145,000 in 2021. But because Andrew, I need to get my wheelbarrow full of cash ready so that I could go buy a single roll of toilet paper. No, get our wheelbarrows full of cash ready and then get in that time, get in that pastime machine time machine and, and be like, live like kings. Because imagine if we rolled in with one hundred and forty five thousand dollars in 1975. Right. That would be like. Thirty five, thirty five thousand dollars. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. Uh. Yeah, but okay. So, Julius Joe Jackson, are you telling me that you built a time machine <laughs> out of a batter's box? It's 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 your designated hitter, Marty. <laughs> Something has to be done with the DH. <laughs> this is terrible. All right, so they're like, you went through a lot of money, and she's like, yeah. There's that oh, word again, bunt. Yeah, you went through a ton of money, but I'm confused on this. However, your house burned down, so the insurance should pay off on that. And I guess you said you have some house in Florida that you're selling. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to float you a small loan while everything's getting taken care of because I know that Frank just died. I've always liked Frank, so we're going to help you out. Yeah. Uh, At the new house, Grandma has been shuffled off to one of uh, Marie's sister's. So yeah. She's not there anymore, but Marie gets pissed at her daughter because she's like, sometimes I never, I don't, I wonder if we'll ever leave this small Alabama town. I feel like we're just trapped here. Yeah. Marie has this real stick up her ass about like not being pigeonholed into thinking small. She's always thinking, what's the next big thing she can get at? Whether it's down. <laughs> going to the Alps or it's 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 learning a new language, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, then Marie helps or Carol helps Marie set uh, fire to their old car, which we is fun. jump cut to just, just smash cut. fire to their old car. She's like dumping Mar- gasoline and she's like, all right, now hit the engine. And she's like, are you sure about this? I was like, shouldn't there be a scene where like the daughter is like this seems weird and wrong and she's like no this is how we live now and that carol but, yeah and it's not ex- marie doesn't actually explain to carol like why they're doing this and yeah. if i feel like as a teenager carol would immediately be like hey so we set fire to our car yesterday that was fucking <laughs> that crazy was, that was weird it was wild as they're walking home after burning down their car carol reveals that she's been asked to go to the prom which has oh. marie all excited uh, Marie then uses money that the bank floated her to purchase a brand new convertible. Yes. And then they go practice parallel parking at the cemetery. Weird. But which is weird. I guess. Well, Mark, this is where you learn to drive, right? Uh, well, <laughs> this is where I drove my doom buggy. Ah, uh, <laughs> just Dragula through the yeah. entire thing. They also then go out and pick out prom dresses, which prompts Marie to run down her daughter for a good five straight minutes. She's like, those dresses don't fit right because you, you're 
some weird gangly Sarah plain and tall motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Short pint, you ugly bastard. <laughs> yeah, stupid, stupid, awful, ugly woman. What are you doing going to the prom? Uh, she, she sees, uh, she sees like other girls are at, are buying prom dresses. And the mom is, the mom is like, Hey, uh, my daughter's so ugly. We had to tie a T-bone around her neck to get the dog to play with her. Ah, oh, go, go, go. yeah. What else we got? What else we got? My wife's so fat or my daughter's so fat. Daughter's so ugly. When she was born, the doctor slapped me. me. Oh, oh. Go, go, go. flicks a cigarette, sets the prom dress on fire, which is it's also fire. It's pure I mean, taffeta. It goes up it's just, immediately. It's like a tinder box. Yeah. Uh, my yeah, daughter's she's... so fat, I had to take a bus to get on her good side. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> People are just cheering. It. Pulls the <laughs> cigarette, pulls it around her head, smokes it. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's great. They, they love it. Like the daughter starts clapping too. She's like, this is fun. This is good stuff. <laughs> like, you got you to gotta learn to laugh at yourself, really. Yeah. She's like, I am ugly. I, I, am, I am an absolute uh, yeah, ghoul. Yeah. So then, uh, so, but, but they, they buy a prom dress anyway. The bank officer sees Marie out and about in this brand new expensive car and can't believe that he's like, we floated this woman alone who is running bad checks all over the place. And she goes and buys like a overpriced car in the process. Then calls her up and was like, Marie realizes that she's only has about a month's worth of leeway because she's got other bad checks, including the one that she wrote for the prom. Yes like out and they are, she's there. The bank's only going to give her a month to get square on this. Mark, we should bring back paper checks. I should start writing paper checks. Oh, Andrew, I'm, I'm a, I'm leaving paper, paper checks all over this town. I should start writing paper checks and just bouncing them everywhere. I can. Uh, Andrew, I gave someone a check and they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> they were like very- at all there. Like they were a, very angry with me. They like tried to like eat it. And <laughs> they were like, how, what do I do with it? I had to walk the kid through. I was like, you, where do you bank? And he was like, chase. And I was like, okay, you, you use the chase website. Yeah, and you chase just, what, chase what matters. Chase what matters. And you just take a picture of it and then it's there. And he was like, but you could, you could Venmo me. And then I just smacked him in the face. <laughs> that, 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 was this a, a physical child? Because that child has never received a paycheck in their lives. No, this was an adult child. This was a twenty-year-old dude that I, or twenty-five-year-old dude that I. A twenty-five-year-old person that has never received a paycheck, like a physical paper paycheck. He said that he always gets direct deposit on everything. I just, I don't know where people work anymore. To be quite honest, because oh. there are people jo- have to go places sometimes, Andrew. Well, what I'm saying is like I work for dirtbags who would give me paper checks that were like, what the fuck is direct deposit? No, here, you take this. Yeah. It's a personal check. I'm signing it right now. Andrew, I, well, I've i been getting paid by they just add money to my EBT card. <laughs> and they're like, they, they take they're it at like, the liquor store. You can buy an extra box of Cheerios with these. <laughs> it's all in Snap and uh, WIC coupons. Yeah. Like you, we know where this is going. <laughs> one gallon of milk, but it, it, it's got to be one percent or less. We're not paying for two <laughs> percent. Have you ever, have you ever seen like the breakdown on Wick stuff? 
You've told me about it. It seems Women, like it, nightmarish. Yes, it's 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 one of those things that like depending on the state that you live in, that like the state government will go out of their way to shame you for being poor, which is always a disgusting trend. But well, that's everywhere. That's not state by state. I mean, it, that is that is true. But there are certain states that like applying for WIC or applying for food stamps, applying for EBT benefits are less cumbersome than in other states. But when you get down to brass tacks, like when I worked as a grocery store cashier, we would get you'd get these little these like physical paper uh, printouts that you would yeah. have to like take a pen and like check off, it would say like specifically one gallon of milk. And there was like a little laminate that came with it that it was like, these are the only milks that they can get. So yeah. if it's if it's not this, then you cannot, can't you, have you it. can't give it to them. It was the same thing with cereal. It was like, it has to be Cheerios or one other one, any others doesn't count. And at a certain point, I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. I would just go, blah, 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 done. It's a box of cereal. Off you go. But like, it's, it's, it's depressing, especially since in other, in certain states, uh, when it comes to EBT benefits, you can't buy hot food with EBT benefits, but you can buy cold food. So there's like all of these weird little loopholes that you, that stores have to do in order to get food in people's like hands. Hands, Yeah. It's Andrew, uh, stupid is what it is. Andrew, uh, I have been told repeatedly that uh, the problem with poor people is that they don't like they don't dislike being poor enough. And it seems to be the duty of the American government to remind them that being poor sucks by making their lives as difficult as possible. Well, the thing the, I mean, the, you know, the thing everyone points to is the phrase welfare queen. And like when you when- Andrew, Andrew is saying this because we we're both because it's 1982 right now in well, our minds when yeah. the first welfare queen came along. Well, that was the, that was the thing is that like, you know, Reagan got Reagan trotted out this story about this woman who supposedly was scamming welfare benefits yes. off of several state governments by using multiple names and claiming that she had like 20 children and like all of it horse shit. Like the yeah. entire story, None of it was true. Not even uh, remotely true. But there are anytime you mention it today, people will still say that phrase. I mean, it was the same thing as it's the it's the exact same thing as when you see an unhoused person asking for money, and people are like, you know, that guy's like rich, right? I saw one of those guys get into a <laughs> get into a BMW, or, and you're like, no, you didn't. That never okay, happened. Okay, I mean. Good, good hustle on him if that's the case to make like thirty bucks a day. Yeah. Why am I? And then I'm, I'm always like, why am I friends with, um, why, why am I friends with Tucker Carlson? I don't, I don't spend time <laughs> with this guy. Me and, me and Ben Shapiro for some reason. Yeah. All right. So the bank officer is like, why did you spend all this money on this expensive car? I don't quite understand. But we're doing you favors and we're going to give you a month in our face. We're giving you a month to get square. Okay. So Marie goes into her effects and finds the life insurance policies that she has. And she eyes them up later. Carol gets ready for the going to the prom, eats a bowl of soup, goes off to a party, gets sick as hell. Cause it's a sick as hell party. All right. It's at yeah. some, it's at somebody's, it's in somebody's furnished basement. Uh, they got like uh, 
Hawaiian punch with a scoop of sherbet ice cream in it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Wild. A, it's a wild. Andrew, they're playing. Um, they've got the orange under their chin oh. and they're like passing it back and forth. You're like, Some, oh, this is it, sexy. And it's, it, somebody suggested maybe we do that game where we take like a napkin or we put it on our mouths. Oh, and then a little we gotta, suck and blow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ah. but that's after that's like after the after like 1130, like parents. Well, we have to wait until the parents fall yeah. asleep. Andrew, uh, people were really mad when I decided to celebrate that the vaccine was uh, coming to Dodger Stadium with a statewide suck and blow party. <laughs> I got a lot of emails. Like, I, I was like, it's the best way to celebrate. Get your neighbor, your elderly friends. And you, you know, a napkin. You just, there's napkin a napkin there. But if the napkin happens to drop, maybe, you know, maybe something happens. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it was either it was either that or a, a, a rainbow party, and people were like, "Oh, Mark, you Mark, can't." You're always telling us. <laughs> I'm first time. of all, first of all, I'm confident that has never happened. But <laughs> you're always secondly, saying you read a story about it, and you're like, "I don't, I don't know." People like, are doing it. You want to be fun? Like you don't want the kids to call you lame if they're like, yeah. "When's the last time you've been to a rainbow party?" And you're like, "I've never been to one." So just, I mean, think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, so now that we've heard from Mark, uh, let's let's talk to the line producer about uh, the plan for tomorrow's shoot. Um, <laughs> and you sit back like really happy. In your chair. <laughs> I just wanted to get it out of the way before we start head getting into this meeting. Uh huh. All right. So uh, we're gonna have a ESU at seven thirty-five. Um, box lunches, obviously, COVID protocols. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the call sheet. I, I noticed that there isn't uh is it, is this the first draft where's the <laughs> not seeing anything regarding the where's the, the rainbow party. Where's here. the re, where's the repo? Where's the, 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 the rounder vans to the rainbow party after the shoot? <laughs> Are the PAs driving it? Cause they, um, they how, they're invited as well. How big will the fishbowl be to hold all of our keys? <laughs> uh, we need to start thinking about this stuff now. I'm looking around and I'm like, we could have two bowls, but that doesn't seem fair necessarily. So after eating some soup at home, Carol is sick at a and a prom party goes to the hospital. Marie uh, throws a big fit and says, Carol needs to be at home with her with her mama. Her mother. Her mama. So she brings wife, mother murderer. So she I brings mean, her home. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> so sources say that's the name of the dog. <laughs> and they're like, sounds good. It's the South. They're like, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> she it's a gets, chihuahua. Okay. Oh, well, let's boy. just be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of hers shows up because Carol is still very sick at home. And she's like, hey, you should think about maybe going to the hospital. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out here. But Marie insists. She says, no, we're going to leave her here. We're going to keep her at home and help me hold down her legs because we're going to give her a shot. (laughs) The the number of people that are around as weird stuff happens and just don't take the time to question it again is hilarious. It's true to life. If you saw this happening right in front of you, you'd be like, all right, I, it's it's like if you it's like if you went over to a friend's house and they have the di- a different kind of cereal. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> you wouldn't call the cops if you're like cocoa pebbles. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm imagining I go to your your place 
and your significant other is like hey how you doing uh hold andrew down we're gonna give him a shot that he doesn't seem to want and i'd be I'm like just, i'm thrashing and foaming like, at the you mouth. gotta help me you gotta help me i'm like yeah i am helping you and andrew it's, it's holding your legs I'm they're, holding they're your very legs cold down. yes yes one, one of them is in completely black that's very weird <laughs> whatever uh yep, so right it right in the neck there so, uh, well, you, you want to play, uh, what do you want to play Sonic? You want to play, what are, uh, what are we doing here? We got, uh, we got the Jersey mics up the street. Uh, I guess we could do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe habit. I actually, I'm going to go habit. I want, right. I want, uh, to them, some of them green beans. Uh, then the friend shows up a little later and the repo men are taking away all the furniture. Meanwhile, Carol is inside and damn near blind. Cause she can't see anything. Cause something is fucked up in her head. Yeah. Act two. The cops are now suspicious because the loan officer teenagers doing all their teenage drugs, making themselves go blind Blind. and causing seizures and and uh, hallucinations. The cops are getting suspicious after the loan officer tells the police that Marie has been bouncing checks all over town, which apparently must be going on. have been going on for like a year now at this point. And then they're like, maybe we should call somebody. Should we not accept checks from her? And they're like, nah, she's Judith Light. Like, she's yeah. probably good All for right. it. Did you see that big fat southern guy she was banging? Oh man, that guy's a stud. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, at the hospital, Marie tries to get Carol out of the uh now she's in a psych psych ward because they're basically thinking that she's like trying to kill herself. Yeah. But Marie's like, she needs to be home with her mama. She needs <laughs> she, she needs her mama. Uh, but the cops realize that there's only one there's only one bill that they've been, been paid that Marie has been paying with actual good money. Yeah. On time, on time, like uh, ahead of time, like like big amounts too. she's like, <laughs> keep me good for the next six months, folks. Yeah. And that's the life insurance policy on her daughter, which, again, like if you're going to do that, it should be like the water bill. And the life insurance policy. Awesome. You need to pick one other one to throw them off the trail. <laughs> like, so uh, she pays her uh, she pays her um, her cable bill and uh, her the life insurance on her daughter. So our guess is she's probably stealing. She's probably running like an illegal cable. She's probably got a splitter. She's got a is, splitter like, cable she, to her neighbor. Yes. And so and she's the neighbor like, is paying her under the table. Yes. Probably something like that. Yeah. She, she has one of those little boxes that gets you free pay-per-view. Mark, do you have life insurance? Through my union. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> Andrew, I have life insurance through my union. And when I first got it, as a as a joke, I told my coworker that I was gonna make his mom my beneficiary. <laughs> and <laughs> so that when I die and she gets a check for three dollars and forty-five cents, <laughs> she'd be like, she'd be like, Joseph, what is this? And he'd be like, Well, my coworker was just making a joke about how he's having sex with you and but he like loves you, so he made you his beneficiary. And then he forgot to change it and uh, he got hit by a truck. Yeah. Then he drank himself to death. So now we're here. (laughs) So now we're here, Ma. Uh, I don't know. Do what you want with the three bucks. I mean, frame Uh, it, cash it. I don't know. She's like, it seems like a scam. He's like, it probably (laughs) is. They did not find the body. (laughs) 
The dental I, records matched, but you, he, you could type, he, just, he could pull his teeth out. I, they could, the pliers were missing from the toolbox under his sink. So I'm yeah. really suspicious. <laughs> uh, at the hospital, the cops prevent Marie from leaving, saying that they're going to arrest her for all the bad checks that she's doing. However, in like the most happenstance situation, Literally, a guy is walking by. They stop the. They stop the gurney. They stop the gurney in the middle of a hallway, and the cops are like, "We're gonna take you downtown because you've been writing bad checks for like six years or whatever." Uh, And you know, we we would we would turn the other cheek because you're a a a white person in the South, but unfortunately, someone's got to burr up their ass about this. And she's like, "Uh, "I've got a daughter here," and the daughter's like. I need my mama. I need my mama. <laughs> and a, a doctor just shows up and it's like, Hey, what what's up here? with this crazy one? What, do we got what are we doing here? Looks right at her fingernails. And he's like, Oh yeah. Just read about this. <laughs> like it's slum dog millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Just read about this. Uh, arsenic, arsenic poison. You can see the, uh, the webbing in her uh, fingernails. Yeah. Cause they're like, you want to know it if you didn't look for it. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, gotta go. Bites <laughs> of apple. Just yeah. yeah. He uh, yeah. He doesn't even work there. He's just passing through. He's part of the janitorial staff. Andrew, I wish that they had cut like followed this guy right afterwards, and like someone's got stomach cramps, and he's like, "Yeah, let me look at her." Yeah, that's arsenic. Yeah, that's arsenic. Uh, You're dying. Someone's poisoned. Definitely man. arsenic. Someone's got a broken arm, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, yeah. He- hemlock." Looks like arsenic to me. That's, he- that's hemlock. <laughs> That's his answer to everything. Just like, happens to be right this one time. Doctor, he's having a heart attack. Nope, that's rat poison. Someone's <laughs> give him some arsenic. Someone's trying to yeah, it'll, it'll counteract each other. <laughs> Two wrongs do make a right. Yeah, yeah. gotta go. Uh, yes, he notes that because it's a, they, apparently it's not something that they would intentionally look for. Which is that true? You wouldn't just immediately like you're like, oh my god, they're all sick, and then you're like, hey, your fingernails are all fucked up. Uh, I don't know. It's strange because you would. Her husband died very Under similarly. Serious circumstances. And it's like, yes. And now unless, the same thing unless, like, to her daughter. You know, it's like it sounds like, like Legionnaire's disease or something like that. That it's like, you might want to get your ductwork cleaned out if they both <laughs> yeah. died the same way. Like, I think you have ringworm in your house. Uh, yes. Instead, though, just by random happenstance, according to this movie, a doctor notes that the, the girl has been it seems like she's been poisoned with arsenic. So they arrest Marie and then they opt to then dig up the grave of the father of Frank and then determine that yeah. he died the exact same way. Arsenic poison. They look at they look at his fingernails. <laughs> that would have been great. They cut to a shot of them lifting up the coffin and then like this gnarled bony hand has like one fingernail on it and they're like, yeah, arsenic. Yeah, that's Throw arsenic. Back in. That's arsenic. Kick the lid back. Walk away. Someone clean this shit up. <laughs> Get in the car. Drive through yeah. a bunch of gravestones on the way out. Like a, just a trail of apples. <laughs> this one guy's been eating and throwing. Oh yeah, arsenic. Yeah. Just yeah, smart. I want to see this guy at the grocery store. It's like <laughs> someone's like looking like, at a bag. Sir, you- it's, it's one thing to grab a grape and give it a try. You can't just bite an apple and then decide you don't want it. I think it's, I think it's at this point, I'm just testing it for poison. It's arsenic, oh. arsenic in oh. here. Oh, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish it, but I, this, you gotta, you gotta get rid of this one. He's looking at artichokes. And he's like, Oh, the arsenic's in season. 
cool. All right. <laughs> He's taking things out of other people's carts. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to get. You're never gonna want to get it. You don't give him this. Too much arsenic in that. I got him sick. Meanwhile, at the hospital, Carol's being now treated for arsenic poison, and the cops like, "You got to flip on your mom." All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you. We'll, we'll, you're gonna be. We'll give you turn, immunity for, yeah, your, gonna, for killing your dad. She's turn, like, that wasn't me, man. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It's like well, that's for the courts to decide. <laughs> you're going down for this kid. All right, <laughs> but we'll turn you state's witness, and uh, maybe the judge will go lenient on you. I don't know, but <laughs> I would rather take that deal than what you got coming up. Yeah, it's looking real bad for you, kid. <laughs> Like it's we a, know you burned out. We know you burned down your house and framed your mom. Possession, possession of arsenic in this state is a felony. We found a ton in your blood system. <laughs> Intent to distribute arsenic via peeing it into the river supply. Oh, you're going down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to turn on your mom, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> then this conversation is over. Maria is able to make bail off screen somehow. And uh, then (laughs) exactly white woman in the The South South. in the seventies. I'm surprised they had asked her to actually make bail for it. They just, they like, just just come back when you're ready. Just don't worry about it. Andrew, you want the scene of her, of the, of the judge being like, you're being held on $25,000 bond. And she's like, you guys take checks. <laughs> yeah, the clerk's like, yeah, we do actually. Yeah, it's like, sure, it's good, good, cool. Uh, she's like, what is? She's like looking at the clock. She's like, it's three forty-five on a Friday. Yeah, they're not gonna get there until like maybe Monday. Then the bank won't realize it till Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, sure. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you later. Here's something. We're gonna write another check just for you, bailiff. A little yeah, extra yeah. folds it, puts it in his pocket. Oh, she's like, help me with my bags if you wouldn't mind. He's like, she wrote me a check for a million dollars. Cool. <laughs> Marie is able to make bail and then heads to a hotel in Birmingham. When the cops show up, they find a uh, a kidnapping note that says, <laughs> "I gave you all of the clues, Mister <laughs> Snowman. This is a policeman. Mr. You could have stopped, stopped him. I gave you all the clues." <laughs> Harry Hole on the case. <laughs> Andrew, this it's I it's like a Coen Brothers, you know. It's like this woman is so bad at crime and so obvious, but she thinks gets, she's being clever, but also continues to completely get away with it. Yeah, but also no no one else is interested enough to like do anything about it. Like, like if she writing, just if there was just your, an, yeah writing your own fake kidnapping note. If there was just an ounce of forethought in that, like in the ego she would still be like alive and in the wind today yeah because she forges she makes up a fake kidnapping note pretending to be kidnapped and it's like okay sure but then in the process heads down to fort lauderdale where she gets a new name and a different hairstyle new dude new attitude finds a bar to go and try and find a man at and ends up running into major winchester David Ogden Stiers. David Ogden Stiers, who is a divorcee, who she's told comes from a lot of money and is uh, silently drinking by himself at a bar in Fort Lauderdale, which, you know, that's a good time. <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, Andrew, were you as shocked as I was when David Ogden Stiers delivers his first line and he doesn't sound like a uh, hoity-toity Bostonian? Yes, 
Apparently that is not his real voice, but as far as I was concerned, I was like, no, he's always been major Winchester. Yeah, no, that they hired. Yeah. It's like, it's like hiring Kelsey Grammer. It's like you, he sounds like, he sounds like Frazier. He needs to be sounding like Frazier. If I've got him, I need to hear major Winchester. Well, anyway, uh, she unloads her, this like cock and bull story and basically is like, Hey, I love you. (laughs) You're great. He's You're great. Like, I heard you're rich. Yeah, that's interesting. Which uh, anyway, see, that's why I always get suspicious when anyone pays me a compliment of any kind. I'm like, they want my money. They're coming for my money. <laughs> well, I got bad news for you. Yeah. Andrew, uh, the next, the well, the first time someone pays me a compliment, mm-hmm. I will be suspicious. Um, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. You're trying to steal my identity. <laughs> They get married after a very no, brief. Don't and... tell me this shirt looks good on me. It's disgusting. Nothing looks good on me. It's like I don't know what your angle is, but I um, I I know uh-huh. it. I see it a mile away. Yeah. They're like, fine, don't buy it. Look, this is a Macy's. All right, what do you? <laughs> you wanted to try on a shirt? I told you it looked good. I don't. I don't get any kind it of. Doesn't matter to me. I don't yeah, care. I, I'm getting paid hourly. I do not get any kind of benefit if you buy it or don't. In fact, I would prefer if you didn't buy it because then I wouldn't have to put it in a bag or talk to you any further. <laughs> You're like, oh, all right, you drive a hard bargain. All right, I'll take it. $800? No problem. <laughs> they get married and move to Keene, New Hampshire, which I assume is named for Bill Keene, creator of Family Circus. <laughs> Well, yes, we get there and we see all these dotted lines. Yes, from, where to, Marie from is houses been. to like, uh, like who poisoned cream shops? Who poisoned their husband? Not me. <laughs> Marie gets another job in New Hampshire, but when she's uh, filling out the start paperwork, she balks when when the HR person's like, "Okay, now we just got to fill out your W two, and uh, I need your social security number in order to get paid." Which, like. Obviously, this is going to have to come up. This is what's going to happen. But you also do the exact same thing every time you get a new job, right? When they're like, all right, Mark, if you wouldn't mind just sending over a picture of your driver's license and a social security number, and you're like, uh, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh huh. Right. Give me uh, one minute. And then I like wait in the break room and like someone else takes out their social security card. And I'm like, hey, uh, you see the game last night? Lean in close, swap it, take it under my hand, walk <laughs> away. And they're like, what? Why did Mark take my social security card? Uh, um, yeah. Andrew, also, I, the only thing that I really wanted was for Marie to be like, social security number. Yes, of course. L7. Uh, <laughs> uh, hashtag. Um, um, at sign. Uh, yeah, ha- ha- hashtag uh, sorry, not sorry. And, <laughs> and then you can figure out the rest. And, you know, whatever whatever you put. Whatever, whatever, you whatever yeah, whatever you think. I, I, I go, I trust you. Yeah, yeah I bet you've done this before. <laughs> Nines all across, no problem. Done. So now she's, but she's got this job. Now this, this part coming up, I love like okay. the, the entire movie is, is built on this one character. 
So Marie now has this new job and she's got a new identity and she acts like a big shot in front of her coworkers because they're like in a typist pool or something like that. And she's like, when I was in Paris. Oh, my husband used to take me to Paris and we would go to Naples and we would do this and we would do that. She gets up to leave and there's one woman (laughs) at the table. She keeps telling people whenever she mentions something about going somewhere. And so I was like, oh, I've never been. She's, her answer is always, you simply must. You simply must. <laughs> and it's yeah, even mundane things. It's like, I, I haven't been to that. Uh, I haven't been to that coffee bean yet on La Brea. Oh, you simply oh, must. Oh, you have to go. Oh, just it's you can't even so consider yourself amazing. Wonderful, wonderful service. They treat you so well there. No, I see no reason to go to a dry cleaner. Like I just, I have the little home dry cleaning click kit. It saves me like you, no, 60 bucks no, a month. No, 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 no. You, that you, it's, it's, it's part of the experience. You have to go, <laughs> you have to, you have to smell the chemical solvent that they use on the clothes. You have to see the hangers move on the electronic <laughs> slide. It, it's, it's all a part of the show. It's I, wonderful. I, know what you, I know what you're thinking. You can just hang up your own headshots with signatures. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one woman at the table. <laughs> yeah. The hero of this story. Yeah. Maggie. And Maggie's like, I hate that bitch. <laughs> that bitch. That is bitch. Full of shit. She's full of shit. <laughs> and like, I was like, th- I honed right in on this woman. Cause I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> this, because there, uh, cause it's me. I'm that person that like, I'm, I'm sitting there just eating my garbage quietly, hoping no one to like necessarily interact with me. Yeah. And there is somebody sitting like two or three chairs over that is rattling on with like the most either overly mundane story or most like full of shit. Like what I was working with um, QT that's, that's Tarantino. It's, it's Quentin was Tarantino. His, um, you know, and Bob was there, of course. Uh, Robert De, De Niro, De Niro, De Niro Robert De Niro. De Niro. And um, he's you know, a very, he's work- very funny, very funny, very person. funny, very professional. And so I was working with them on uh, a couple of projects. They never, they did, they didn't actually take off. So you want to find them on IMDb, but oh, they assured me so many times. And I know? am and, just like, I am just like white knuckled my glean cuisine i'm just like what are you doing motherfucker if any of what you're saying is true you wouldn't be here exactly it's it's like we're in the middle of god knows where shooting some deep cable horse shit and this guy who was like an assistant a2 one day on like a second unit whatever (laughs) on something is like yes and you are just like you're so full of shit yeah, I I got the shot. I got the shot of the uh, pussy mobile uh, in Kill Bill. That was my. That was my. And they didn't want to shoot it. And I was like, guys, it's right. You're here. gonna want to see it. You're gonna, you're gonna want to see the you're truck. You're gonna want and this. And QT looked at me and he said that again. Quentin, that's Quentin Tarantino. He looked at me and he was like, "Good call." And it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you're here with me at yeah. this shitty craft service table. Wow. So I'm, I'm cool, glad. man. It's like when someone races you to a red light. You know, it's like, that's me, Andrew. (laughs) We're we're here at the exact same time. I hope you're feeling great about that. So, uh, but Maggie, (laughs) we're going to loop back on Maggie. The hero of the movie, Maggie. After getting the business again from the person at HR about needing a social security number, Marie 
does something. He pulls a play right out of the Mark Gonzalez playbook, tells everyone she has an incurable blood disease. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pulls the fire alarm. I was like, I don't remember that. But no, she's yeah. got to she's got to get out of this job because she can't reveal that she's got a, she doesn't have a social That's, security number. That is the other one is, uh, by the way, guys, I'm very sick. I've got uh, lupus. So very sick. I'm very now, sick. Is I, it, always, I always have a towel. Uh, I always have a handkerchief in my pocket. It's it covered in blood. That is covered in blood, and then I hold it up. And... Cough. <laughs> oh, oh, don't don't oh. mind this. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> I thought I had the call coughed out in the morning. Oh. Uh, yeah. She says she has an incurable blood disease. Okay. All right. I like. I l- I'm like slowly going up staircases, <laughs> and I'm like all sweating. I'm like, oh. It hurts so much, but I, I have to be here. I have to be here for the crew. And then somebody sees me like minutes later doing like a cartwheel as I jump into my car and just zoom off. Hey, you slide down a pipe like Fred Flintstone yeah. into your car. Yeah, but have a do. That's the whistle. <laughs> Through a window. Yeah, this is in. You're so like, like, he's so There brave. goes the bravest man so who ever brave. operated a robotic camera. <laughs> Uh, so she says she has an incurable blood disease, tells major Winchester that she has to go to Dallas to like see Dr. Oz or somebody (laughs) (laughs) says she's going to go by herself, but she's meeting up better this way. Meeting up with her. (laughs) Don't you go by myself. You don't don't have to go with me. I don't, I don't want to burden you. You've got a lot of things going on here. Yeah. I'm going to meet up with my twin sister, Terry. I know I never mentioned this. I have an identical twin sister named Terry. Lives in Dallas. I know it's it's weird, but it's it's a, it's a thing. I don't like talking about her, but I'm going to go and I'm going to get better. I'm going to go see the doctor in Dallas and I'm going to go hang right out with Terry. Back. I'll be right back. Gets <laughs> no, on a tell, plane. Tell him to keep my job because <laughs> don't hire someone else because, you know, I'll be back. I'll be back. It's only going to take a weekend. Leaves for Dallas to take care of this incurable blood disease. <laughs> They're going to pull all the old blood out and give me new blood. It's fine. No, it's like an oil they, change. Yes. They, uh, um, she goes off to Dallas, calls Major Winchester on the phone, pretending to be Terry, saying like that the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're hearing departures yeah. and arrivals being called in the background. Cucamonga. Yeah. Hey, walla walla washington are you at a train depot what is, is that was that mel blank behind you <laughs> uh uh pretends to be terry calls up major winchester says that marie died <laughs> and that she terry <laughs> is coming to doubt da- back to new hampshire yes. with the ashes of He's now dead ex now dead wife yes major winchester is brokenhearted uh, Marie shows up with a different hairstyle. Uh, as overall looking exactly, exactly the same. the same as Terry, which Mark, we know twin brothers and sisters. Yeah. And you're like, they don't like identical twins are identical up to a point. And it's like, if this person, if you were living with someone, uh, yes. completely and you're just working like working with someone you're like that is this that is the that that's not a different person that is the exact same person and i know it's like she's trying to gaslight me like no i'm the twin sister I'm the but twin you're like sister and i they sound don't, and talk they exactly don't, the same they, exactly they don't age and look 
exactly the same. They might yes. when they're infants and when they're young, but at a certain point, life takes over and you you start to look and sound person, different. Yes. Furthermore, uh, I, was someone, I was talking to someone years ago, or I was at a Halloween party years ago. Yes. And somebody walked in uh, dressed as the Invisible Man. So they're completely covered in uh, ace bandages head to toe. Mm-hmm. And the second the person walked through the door, I was like, oh, it's Nick. Like you could just tell by the way he held himself. the way they move. Like there are just certain things where you're like immediately, you're like, it doesn't matter what their face looks like. Andrew, if I walked into your apartment with a, with a Darth Vader mask, the first thing you would say is like, well, it smells like whiskey. So it's... <laughs> Let's say, so we go into the habit or what? (laughs) So, Uh, but, but but incredibly, it works. Major Winchester is completely baffled, but is like, all right, Terry. Terry shows up, uh, which is Marie in disguise, like hiding in plain sight. Okay. So let's say this did work. You got one over on your former lover. Yes. That you're like, I'm now the sister of the person that I'm with. F- okay, fine. But sure. she then shows up to Marie's former workplace. <laughs> just really, just, just, just to brazenly. Uh, just like, the, just I apparently, it, whatever. It's like, it, it's just like now. F- yeah, exactly. Fuck it. I, I'm unstoppable. I am a god, apparently, <laughs> in her mind. Everyone else is idiots. Marie shows up to the office as Terry and Maggie's immediately like, that's Marie. I don't know what you people are. That is that is like she has the same (laughs) birth. It's it's the exact same person. She is all she she is blonde now. And that is it. Yeah. But she also says something like this is Marie. Everybody knows this is Marie. Right. And they're not fooling anybody here. And then Terry's like. Oh, I heard about you. You must be <laughs> Maggie. Yes, and she like, said. Yes, she says, you know it's me. You are Marie. You're you. You are fooling. We should try this, Mark. You should show up to work at a certain point and be like, "I am, uh, I'm Mike uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike Gonzalez, and it's super it's fan Mike Gonzalez. Super fan Mike Gonzalez. I listen to the like, podcast, so I no, know everything. They're like, no, Mark, and it's like, no, my name is Mike. I'm sorry. Mike, I know it's easy to confuse, but I am Mike. I am Gonzalez. Mike Gonzalez. And imagine like either they would, you would people, people would just give up and be like, okay, fine. fine. Or they would do exactly what Maggie does. Cause everyone like, else get angry <laughs> because everyone else was like, Marie seemed like a blowhard, but now she's dead. And now here's her poor sister coming to console major Winchester. Maggie on the other hand's like, I'm, I'm going to take this woman down <laughs> brick by fucking brick. Like, because she decides she gets, she finds the obituary and she starts reading through it. And she's like, this is a load of shit. You know, that? You know that's, <laughs> to she, the point she, she was not buried where great shoals of <laughs> fish gather. <laughs> Two, yeah, well, yes, exactly. It's like, uh, uh, you know, like New Yorker fact checkers who 
have to go through and they're like the sun, you wouldn't be able to see the sun from 42nd street based on where the person who is writing the story would be standing. So that has to change like real, like I remember reading a story that is like New Yorker fact checkers get really ticky tack with like their fact checking everything. Yeah. Yeah. So she reads this obituary and she's like, this is a load of shit. You know that? And everyone was like, I don't understand why you're so upset about it. And I'm like, I, I would be incensed. I would be absolutely furious. I hate this. To the point. Maybe, I, I, maybe, maybe he was an extra on Lincoln, but he was not working with, no, with Daniel he, Day Lewis. No, no, he did not he did bullshit. not he did not suggest any vocal ticks to Daniel Day Lewis. There's not a no. there's no chance in hell because he's Stupid. like he's like Lincoln Lincoln had a high pitched voice and, and Daniel was doing like a tea very, kettle to do this very low yeah. now 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 and I'm like Daniel Danny why don't you try something a little higher a higher oh, register. Danny boy is what I said to him. I said now 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 no. and he said oh that sounds and so they had, we had to reshoot a bunch of stuff he because said, he said I was really hot too and like smart he said, and yeah cool. and he said and, uh, he said he would want to he wanted to kiss me and i and, said oh um, no no not not in front of everyone danny yeah and uh and i played the golden eye sequel <laughs> you can't see it though you can't yeah. see it my uncle works for nintendo. nintendo and you can't they you can't ask about you can't you can't see it it's cool though there's a boob code you could you, <laughs> you get to see you get to see her boobs her boobs <laughs> Uh, so so so. this is the best part she decides she's like this is a load of shit she then is so imagine in 19 it's one thing in 2021 when you like if somebody gave you that cock and bull story you could just pull your phone out immediately and be like i'm looking at it right here i there's no mention of you anywhere on the imdb anywhere in any of the interviews like they would have mentioned you somewhere also you're not dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking at you. In 1975, Maggie goes out of her way to call around to the things that were name checked in the obituary to confirm that all of it is completely made up. There is yeah. no specific church that's mentioned. There is no specific uh, uh, research facility that was with where the body was supposed to be donated. There is so she's got her dead to rights completely in the wrong. And she's <laughs> like, "You're a liar." To the point then. Then the best part is guys, there's no such thing as hepatitis Z. <laughs> no, I think about I, I think I wrote about that in Slate. That's, that's that's what makes you a zombie, guys. God, <laughs> come on. So now the rage virus is real. I saw that in a movie too. Oh, I don't know. It was it was cool. <laughs> to the point where so all this stuff's made up and then the fbi shows up so you have to imagine that this woman is angry enough to be like she faked her death i'm gonna i'm gonna nail this bitch to the wall <laughs> yeah. and then i'm calling the fucking fbi and she's going away for a long time i don't know what she did because it's not like maggie knows that she bounced bad checks or anything no, she's, she's just, just like dirty fucking she's liar. just impersonating someone so imagine that like you know it's like what if what if Marie was an eccentric and she's just like, this is just what I do. Like, I guess maybe faking your own death would be an issue. Yes. I would want to call the police to be like, I think this person faked their own death, but like if she she was some kind of weird kid, like is she's also like 
she's also back with Winchester. So you'd be like, she seems to be running some kind of a like. Maybe there's a grift on Winchester or, or maybe they're just weird, weird, kinky people. Like this is part of their like sex play that they're like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like boy when, when like a couple's there, you know, they like hit on each other at the gym. Like they yeah. don't know each other. It's like a game they play. So it's like, oh no, it's a game we play where she pretends to kill herself. <laughs> so, she pretends to I'm die in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually Terry will die and then she'll, Marie will get resurrected. It's a whole thing right. we do. I'm, I'm sorry that we have to bring you guys into this king, but like, <laughs> it's important that she goes to the workplace and it's important for me to know that she went to the workplace. I can't really perform unless I know that she was at the workplace. <laughs> well, the FBI shows up and then the, basically the entire thing's revealed because Marie admits I'm not Terry. I'm Marie. I was, I was skirting some She's bad like, checks. I, I was flying some, flying some bad kites out there, skirting Come some on. bad checks. Why didn't you let me off? But then over the squawk box, it's revealed. Oh, guess what? You're also wanted for fucking murder. <laughs> and so, attempted murder of your daughter. So she has to go back to Alabama. Act three. Even though Major Winchester was scammed by two separate people in the dumbest way possible, not two or separate one people, person. one person pretending to be two separate people. In the dumbest way possible, he is still in Marie's corner because he, he meets with her at the courthouse and he's like, well, why didn't you just tell me that you were wanted for murder? I mean, we could have worked <laughs> something out. I, I kind of like that. You're a real bad girl, aren't you? Mark, is there a situation where a person could run this such an elaborately stupid scam on you and you'd still would be like, all right, I mean, she, she was pretty good she's good see we're, we're good uh, i don't i don't think so if if they pulled off a really magnificent scam like then, you would have to respect it right you'd be yeah, like i would respect it if they did it really game. well <laughs> and especially or if like at the very end when i was like broke and uh like my whole house had just been picked up and like shipped across the country if like she walked out of a door and was like the prestige I would be like, oh, oh, I'm hooked. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, but Major Winchester is still there. But if, they're Which, bad at, if they're bad at their job, then I, I, de- I generally don't respect you. This leads me to ask how... It, so Major Winchester, the actor that plays Major Winchester, not necessarily an attractive man, but it's like... Not conventionally. He's not, he's just a... He's like a, uh, he's a heavy, he's a heavy set guy. He's balding, but he has a, there's a look to him. He's a character actor. How ugly <laughs> do you think the real life stand in the real life person that major Winchester is portraying here is to continue to back Marie, even after she is facing life in prison over murder charges and successfully uh conned you like because they're still married at this point yeah how ugly is he he's a florida man so he's so, missing I some mean, of his teeth that's that the, the the meter is just creeping yeah. up that uh, dial is just uh, any any florida man drinking alone at a bar in, fort lauderdale. in fort lauderdale in, 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 in a marina bar in fort lauderdale oh not my not gonna God. be a winner <laughs> I've there's like the Moss Eisley Cantina and then there's that bar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same. You're just panning, you're yeah. panning around and there's just all these ugly drunks with like bad, bad teeth and uh, Tiger King haircuts. And then the one that like looks like the devil. 
the devil yeah. man from Moss Eisley, <laughs> and then you just keep going and no one blinks. Yeah, Marie was also greeted with, he doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you either. In court, Carol testifies against her mother, and after a lengthy uh, testimonial uh, and some spirited defense, like trying to get out of it, maybe being like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if she really was going to commit life insurance fraud, don't you think she would have asked for more than $30,000? I mean, come on. Uh, we're not dealing with the most uh, intelligent person here. If that's the case. Yeah. In Alabama, she is found guilty, which, which is a, which is a bummer. Cause there's, if there's one thing that the police, if, if there's one thing Alabamans l- like doing more than uh, letting white people get away with something mm-hmm. as crucial as murder, yes. it's <laughs> sentencing anybody to life in prison. So <laughs> it, was, person, it yes. was a bit of a catch 22 on that one. Yeah. Uh, so she is found guilty with a life uh, in prison, life in prison plus 20 years, which, um, you know, sure. just run it, running up the score, I guess. Yeah. Somebody's got to put that on the books. <laughs> Carol gives Marie one last chance by meeting with her in the court, in the, in the prison. Andrew, do you wish that, or do you think it would be a more effective uh, if when you got life plus 20 years, your corpse was still in the jail? I would, once I died, it would have to stay there for another 20 years before they removed it. And then they will like give you a popper's burial, but they'll also (laughs) cart you around. Like you're like, you know, you're in the yard and there's like, your corpse is like getting dunked on during a basketball game. Yeah, I know. It's like there's a prison riot and like they, they, my body's thrown. <laughs> no, no. At the end of the 20 years, like there's, there's a guy uh, waiting outside the, the fence with like a, you know, like a Lincoln Continental wearing mirrored sunglasses. He's like, <laughs> took you long enough. And then we re- reverse shot. It's just my skeleton, just <laughs> <laughs> gates closed behind me. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Three, we cut to three years later, and Marie uh, at the prison is on the verge of getting a three day furlough despite a report that she might escape. What is this shit? What the fuck? Again, it's like, I'm I'm sorry. Wait, it's just. She's white. Did we mention that? May the record reflect she's a hot white person. He is a white person in Alabama, uh, folks. We know she's already been sentenced, but like she should have three days. And we know that she has a history of running off. But let her, you know, she's 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 fine. She's she's fine. At this point, had, we have, at this point, we have to just let her do her thing, man. She said that she had to go to the post office and she needed to drop off a couple letters. Just let her she, do it. She, if she was going to run, would she have asked if she could get me anything? And when she, I said a Jersey Mike sub, she asked me which one. So right? if, if, if she just said, okay, then that would then, be suspicious. Maybe, but. She didn't write it down to be clear, but she said she had a good but, memory. I mean, she didn't it's remember. a number two. And I, I did have some add-ons. I wanted the different mustard and i want the spicy mustard she'll she'll remember it though she'll remember it it, it, she she left about two days ago but she'll be back she'll be back major winchester picks up uh marie from the prison and takes her to a nearby motel and later then reveals to her he's like baby i ain't getting no fucking money (laughs) i ain't got no money honey money honey 
What's that? What's that? You want me to pay your legal fees? Oh, no. you know what I like. Uh, this news is crushing to Marie because, you know, she was always hoping to be make something better of herself. Taken care of. Uh, by, you know, having all of her whims treated to. But basically, Marie has forced Major Winchester into the poorhouse because he's like, I had to sell everything, move down here to pick you up, and we're living in this flea bag motel. Yeah. Distraught, she tells Winchester that she needs some food. Get me some uh, fucking food. Yeah. Uh, and then while he's away, she makes a call to somebody named Dodie. We don't necessarily hear the other side of the conversation, but something to the effect of, ah, you'll pick me up at the spot, right? Okay, yep. bye. Winchester returns and she says, uh, I gotta, I gotta go get some smokes lover i'll be right back <laughs> I'll be right back marie makes a break for it and runs off into the woods and a couple hours later winchester decides to call the cops because he's like i bet i get blamed for this <laughs> i'm gonna get blamed for this it's like i just i bought these bis- he first ate the biscuits and gravy that he bought which i was like oh that's that <laughs> that's sounds delicious because the gravy came in he had these big tumblers of gravy you know oh, what it is they keep it separate obviously yeah. yeah you don't mix it together but you know whatever's in there is going to be delicious on a biscuit yeah. Uh, Winchester calls the cops. Maria's a wall. This forces a manhunt for Marie as they like go back to Carol's house. And they're like, <laughs> wouldn't you go? We, you know that person that tried to kill you? We lost her out. again. We lost her. We, we took her to a Bodine's concert. And then the <laughs> next day then. she was in the lost and found. And then after that, <laughs> I'll be honest, we just lost her. <laughs> uh, there's a torrential downpour outside. So they're because she told Dodie. She told Winchester that she was going to go with this Dodie person. I don't know. Dodie Foster. Yeah. <laughs> she said she had to impress somebody. <laughs> uh, she said that uh, she was going to go to her father's grave. Uh, and then a couple other things. So they go to the grave site to look for her there. They go to Carol's to look for her there. Meanwhile, Marie shows up uh, and bangs on the door of her birth house, her birth home which is just some woman living there now yeah woman opens the door marie basically ends up just dying on the porch of her uh of her birthplace we then cut to a scene where the cops note the irony of this they say tis beauty killed the beast (laughs) yeah now they say she's been trying to run from this place for years and then she ends up just stumbling back through the woods and collapsing on the porch and dying uh, they're under the impression that she died of hypothermia. She was exposed to the elements of which is, cr- I guess that's true. Yeah. That if you were in the woods for multiple days, I, I assume and it was multiple was- days in Alabama. Yeah. And she wasn't wearing, she didn't have like outdoor she, gear she or anything. Outdoor yeah, gear. I guess she would just freeze to death, but she died of hypothermia, exposed the elements. And then they say, all's well that ends well. It's the end, but we first get a coda. Uh, via a crawl that states to us that Winchester, Major Winchester died in like 1989. Yeah. In a attempted robbery at the motel that he was living at, the same one that we saw earlier. And that Sad. Carol, we might know Carol Miller as Senator Blutarski. <laughs> now, Carol is still alive, supposedly, according to the movie. I bet she's dead now, but whatever. Well, yeah. like, wife, mother, Probably. murderer. Probably arsenic. Right, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this is arsenic. She was 89 years old. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah you gotta, that's when arsenic hits. You got to look for them. <laughs> and that's the end of Wife, Mother, Murderer. Mark, what did you think of this film? Andrew, uh, I thought this movie had a pretty weak first act, I would say. But boy, does it pick up when she's just changing identities and tells her friend, like, I have to tell you something, but you have to promise not to tell any of the other hens because you know how that clock. (laughs) I have brain cancer. I'm fucking dying. I'm going to die soon. I'm going to die. Don't get comfortable. (laughs) Because I'm I'm going to be dead. (laughs) That, that, That stuff I really loved. And I loved how, like, just insane the whole her terrible scheme was. And so, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the movie. I, re- I really enjoyed it. I would like, recommend it, definitely. It definitely has that, like, it's, it you know, the fact that apparently if this is based on a true story, you're like, Jesus Christ, nobody took a second to be like, I, I why have I never, like, her, her never saw, never saw. Literally the same thing happened to her husband. <laughs> yeah, that that's and true. And that's her daughter. daughter and, and presumably that's why the grandmother was sick as well. And then also on Winchester's parties, like I never actually saw a picture of both her sister, like because she would have to like nowadays it would be like I guess you could do it if you were a, di- a digital whiz to try and like fill in all those holes, but like just to be like yeah I got a twin sister we look exactly the same so if you're looking at me pretend that you're looking at my yes, sister. sister. Uh, I mean yeah I mean catfishing is a thing like it's you know, well that's but that's easier before, now. But that's before you would meet somebody, right? That it's like to basically build this digital identity, uh, knowing that you yourself aren't that person. But with this, it's like he physically sees her right there and then to turn around and be like, now it's a twin sister. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think, Andrew? I thought it was good. I thought there's some pulpy soap opera quality to it. Judith Light is definitely like hamming it up. She's she's enjoying it. Um, but the real crown jewel of the whole thing, <laughs> Maggie, the Maggie character, just the like, just this. Sitting- Sandra, would you, would you watch a um, Murder She Wrote type show with Maggie? Just this yes. angry woman in a workplace. It's like, yes. this prison's full of shit. I already it's, know. It's just like, just the just going to the absolute depths to call people out on their horse shit <laughs> in the office because all she wanted to do was sit there and eat her, like, her, her chicken <laughs> her salad sandwich. sandwich. That's all she wanted to do. She's like, there's a, there's a new picket fences on tonight. I'm going to watch that. And she's just eating her sandwich and she's just listening to some fucking loudmouth. Yeah. Cuz it's the same you and I share everyone shares this experience where you are just sitting there and you're just listening to some and and you know we we joked about that it's a person who like brags about Other being jobs, yeah. in the industry which that happens a lot on on television and film sets and you're just like I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like <laughs> I I I I all I the only thing I care about is that that we're having the rap party at Chili's <laughs> spread that around. Tell everyone everybody you know. needs to know, but everyone at the workplace has some, has some person that's a, like a, a over, like a, a big loud mouth that exaggerates about their, their stuff. And you're just like, I don't care. 
but the fact that this woman went to such lengths, because you have to imagine in, in, in 1975, she would have had to physically like call up information, call yeah. the operators in all of the cities mentioned in the uh, eulogy, in the obituary to get the information. And you don't know if that's correct or not, uh, because, you know, it's like you call the operator and you're like, is there a St. John's Cathedral in Omaha, Nebraska? And it's uh, like, uh, I don't not thing. I don't see that here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a St. John's. It just means that that person didn't find a listing. Right. So I would have loved it if Cut she had to taken, Maggie driving. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she takes a week off of work and she's like, <laughs> she looks at the address and then she looks up and it's just a vacant lot. She's like, I got her ass. <laughs> it's son of a bitch. Uh, she does more legwork here than the woman in um, uh, her deadly charms, her lethal charms. Yes. That she's, she makes all these phone calls. Meanwhile, that woman just showed up and just talked to some lady for like 20 minutes. And she's like, oh, she's full of shit. She ain't, she ain't the, the <laughs> yeah. niece or whoever. Her a second. But I, I want to go to that length. I want, <laughs> we need to do, we need to like, we need we're like looking through dvd commentaries and like and background features to be like as you can see here in frame 4870 we see the pussy wagon however through it is a first unit that is shooting this it is qt behind the camera there he in is. his story <laughs> it was a second unit but as we can see here are the main players there is quinn tarantino i also or- submit or QT, QT, if you will, as I understand, people call him. Your Honor, I submit. Uh, the, the, if you would, if you wouldn't be, if we would be so kind to open up the to page seventy-three of the uh, Quentin Tarantino story, the uh, hardbound copy of the discussion of how he made Kill Bill's Volume One and Two. Uh, yes, it's a Tashin book. When I bought copies for everyone, it cost me about four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> And it says it says here that he specifically came up with this shot while he was watching Jackie Brown at the New Bev. Curious hmm. that you would trust the second unit to facilitate <laughs> it's such a, a shot, important shot <laughs> that he he himself admits he came up with while watching one of his most beloved films. We see we go from you to me. Got suspenders and like a rag, <laughs> as southern lawyer kind of a thing. Mm. Did uh, you ever have lunch with uh, Quentin Tarantino on the set? Uh, I mean, he was he was in the background every every once in a while. We, we we didn't have lunch specifically, but I was around while he ate lunch. And what did you observe, Mister Tarantino, eating at that lunch? Um, I. I, we had a conversation about it. I want to say that it was a, uh, a chicken pita. Chicken pita. Mm. I love me a chicken pita. <laughs> you like a chicken pita yourself? I, I, I get, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're good. And I'm sure on one of Mr. Tarantino's sets, he would have a delicious chicken pita. Although it does strike me in this particular interview uh, for... BET Live. Tarantino mentions that he wouldn't be caught dead with a pita. What do you suppose that's all about? 
I, I, I mean, I mean it, you know, it's a you, dietary changes, uh, diet changes, film to film. I, you know, there are films where I drink nothing but water, but then there are others where I'm just drinking LaCroix like, like they're nothing. Well, yes, yes. That's a perfectly reasonable explanation. I'm sure everybody else just, why, what is the, his accent is like upsetting me for some reason. <laughs> I There's, get what uh, he's you're, doing. Your your honor, your honor. I I a 15 minute recess, please. I, I need to <laughs> need to confirm with my client here. Uh yeah, meanwhile, it's this this is all going on like background. There's a fight happening inside <laughs> of the set. Yeah, this is all in the MCR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> set up this kangaroo court to expose this guy's lies. Oh, be it for me to call you a liar, sir, but you are a oh, liar. <laughs> <laughs> the ep just barges in what the hell is going on in here why is mark doing a lincoln lawyer <laughs> like <laughs> sir it's it's obviously not a lincoln lawyer all right if i was doing a mcconaughey it'd sound a little something like this <clears throat> well if you believe his story that's uh all right all right all right <laughs> yay mark would you recommend this film hmm? Uh, yes, the you and <laughs> the, me being the Lincoln lawyers. Lawyer. Yes, the Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln lawyers. Yes, of course. It was shot at the Sunset Gower stage. It's a it's, beautiful film. It's you and me as Lincoln lawyers showing up to bust people on their bullshit that they brag about. <laughs> <The> workplace. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's we just show up in this big Lincoln Continental. And we're just. But also, like, de- depending on where we are and what we're doing, we will pretend to be different lawyers. We will, we will we will do a Denzel Washington in uh, Philadelphia if it suits our purposes. I am Mr. Franklin. You know my associate, Mr. Bash here. <laughs> oh, he's drinking a beer. He's he's a bad boy of lawyering. Uh, I am uh, Detective Isles. You know my <laughs> associate, uh, Detective Rizzoli. <laughs> I, th- I I I don't know which one's the funny one. Let, just we'll just be both the funny one. Yeah. Today we will be discussing whether or not this person actually went to film school. Uh, <laughs> I will be leading uh, Mr. Bones, and this is my associate, Mr. Bones. No relation. <laughs> like, I don't think they were lawyers on that. I don't, what is? <laughs> Uh, this is Dr. Damages, and I am uh, also Dr. Damages. Again, not related. I think they were, yeah, they were, they were, they were lawyers on that, right? We, we were Professor all getting damages. Uh, would you mind, <laughs> Professor to the Leverage stand? and Dr. Damages, please <laughs> come to the come and answer some questions for us. I also would recommend this film as well. I think it's 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 weird. Once you get past the first act, it just gets into insane. Uh, pulpy territory, but that's fine by me. It's really dumb, uh, especially once you get to our hero character, Matt, Maggie. <laughs> like, well, yeah, <laughs> the real star. Yeah, the real star. They buried the lead on this one. Maggie really should have been the star of the entire thing. Imagine if it was the other way around that we had just followed her and like this like weird woman with like a bad wig on every other week is like trying to sell everyone on these lies. And you're just like, am I the only sane person here? Uh, I, yeah, I would have loved if this became like a, um, what is, uh, if this became like a, um, uh, what, what is the show or what was the movie with Tom Selleck where they made like 60 of them? Henry stone. Uh, Yes. Yes. Like where, but it was just Maggie had a spinoff where it's like the movie of the week, and we do like four of them a year, 
It's just Maggie busting on. Someone. Yeah, it's it's this it's the Snoop sisters. It's uh it's it's uh Columbo. Do not fold mil- mutilate or uh, uh do not fold spindle or mutilate. Yeah, uh, yeah, or, or yeah, it's a Columbo where she's like, I just want to ask you one more question. <laughs> just one more question. <laughs> Did you eat uh, the chicken salad sandwich that was in the refrigerator? <laughs> curious my, my wife she always makes me a chicken salad sandwich <laughs> she's always writing my name on a yogurt thing you know it's crazy i'm like who's gonna who's gonna look at the yogurt and see my name and uh decide not to eat it it's very good very good uh, okay i don't want to bother you anymore all right that's enough we're gonna we're gonna stop we'll, we'll talk about this movie <laughs> this for the rest of time enough. all right uh that ends january and our look back to 1991 which moves us on to february where we're going to be looking at a series of films that were entitled This Sounds Familiar. And these are films that seem to be taking their notes from a popular either trend or movie that was released around the exact same time as the TV movie that came out. And we're going to start here in 1996 with a Fox broadcasting classic entitled Tornado, starring Evil Dead's own Bruce Campbell. I'm Dr. Branson. Oh, not so much for introductions. She's in the car, Dr. B. Howdy. Uh, Jacob Thorne, meet uh, Samantha Callan. Jake, pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Sam, are we meeting someone else here? Well, the uh, star of our show, Patty, just got in from St. Louis. You're the last to arrive. Now, frankly, at NAO, we think it's time to make a final determination. I'm sorry, did you say termination? Contrary to what you might have heard, not all auditors are heartless. Things are normally done in a two-day turnaround. I've asked for a week. Oh, a whole week? Well, you might as well find Bigfoot and the guy from the grassy knoll while we're at. How much do you know about uh, tornadoes, Miss Callan? Doctor, where I come from, the biggest weather problem I have is the humidity makes my hair frizzy. Now, I was assigned to a project two days ago, and I'm doing the best I can to catch up. Well, this is just the place for a crash course. Welcome to tornado season. Uh, yeah, wow. Released the exact same week as Twister in May 1996. The oh, I thought you were going to say Deep Impact. Balls on these people. Tornado. Do you, think, do, you think, do you think there was a dad that was like, no, we're right. not going to the theater? No, no, we're, no we're there was a dad walk, that's like, they're showing, watch it. they're showing Twister on TV and the kids line up and. <laughs> They're like, it says it's tornado. It's like, no, this is Twister. No, it's Twister. This Go is like, it, kids. this is like when they would sell their, their, uh, like, um, uh, secondhand stores or, or really deep discount stores like a Big Lots or a Maisel's or a Menards that would sell the stage play version of Harry Potter at the yeah. register in order to confuse old people. Uh, this or, is what this or- is. Or if a store, like, I remember seeing, like, Sherlock Holmes, and the artwork would match the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes, but it was, like, a 19... Uh, the, oh, the, the Basil, was, the Rathbone version? Yeah, it was the Basil Rathbone Hound of the Baskervilles. So like, or or oh, they did oh, that oh, with... Is, uh, this is shit. They did that with Batman, the 60s Batman movie, that they, they did a... It was, like, Batman, and they made it look yeah. like the Dark Knight, like, style <laughs> poster, but it was the 68, like, shark repellent, bat shark yeah. repellent movie. That's great. All right, that's for next time. We're watching Tornado. 
Tornado starring Bruce Campbell from 1996. However, if you'd listen, like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review there. It would very much help us out greatly if you haven't done that yet. You can also subscribe to us and listen to us on Spotify. You can subscribe to us and listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. You can email us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tvmovienight. Again, all that information and more. Soundcloud.com forward slash tvmovienightpodcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, I'd love to stay and talk, but I, I got to run. Uh, mm. I'm doing a podcast with uh, some friends of mine. Mm. Uh, people call them the Pod Johns. I just call them John. <laughs> uh, well, good, 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 good luck on that. Uh, take, take your, take your egg salad sandwich with you as well. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll be going now. And uh, oh, what's, what's that? Oh, someone's talking to me in the other room. Uh, yes, Elizabeth Dubicki. Oh, <laughs> more sex.